You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Good morning, and welcome to the Business Hour. I'm Ron Camacho, your host. And for many of our listeners, they're aware that on the Business Hour, we try to cover a range of small to very large businesses and organizations and all sizes of businesses and organizations in between. It's a way of giving listeners a overview of the kinds of for-profit and non-profit organizations that exist here in the U.S. Uh, we have listeners abroad, and I think it gives them a pretty good overview of the way that we do business in the United States. And today, we'll be talking to a small business owner that owns and operates what can be termed an active lifestyle store in Hood River, Oregon, a really beautiful part of the country, where they have a focus on running and a reputation for caring about customers and making sure that whatever it is, it'll fit and it'll function just right. Some retail businesses are run better than others, some are more interesting than others, and some are located in more interesting locations than others. But businesses with all these characteristics are in short supply, so I'm pleased to have as my guest today, Brian Short of Short Supply. Welcome to the Business Hour, Brian. Good morning, Ron. Well, Brian, um, why don't we start with a description of what you sell at Short Supply, you know, sort of an overview of your, your inventory because you sell considerably more than, than running shoes, although you, you probably have one of the absolute best selections of footwear, not just running shoes, uh, in, in Oregon. Uh, but have you tell us what, in fact, uh, is an active lifestyle store? So just tell us a little bit about uh, how you would define the store and share with us a little bit of what kind of inventory you have. Well, we, we live in an area where people enjoy the outdoors. Uh, probably if there's a scale of 1 to 10, people here probably enjoy it to a level 10. We have two mountains, two national forests, and five rivers within 60 minutes of our store location. So in order to play hard, you have to stay in good physical shape. And that's where we focused our store, is that when you come through our door, uh, we're looking at you as somebody who is, is, is just getting initiated into, into being motivated in getting outdoors or someone who's an experienced outdoor person. And our goal is to make sure that the footwear that goes on your feet uh, is the best that we can apply in, in, in fit as well as function. Uh, you know, I affectionately call our shoe wall 197 styles of shoes. There's actually more than that in our store. And I can tell you after 16 years of fitting feet, uh, there are very few left and right feet that are identical. So we take the time to sit down and we measure everybody that comes through the door. And really, uh, it's your feet that select the shoes, not your eyes. If feet had eyes, they'd be more particular, but they aren't. All they want to be is happy. So when those people come through our door, uh, our goal is to say, uh, here's what your feet are telling us in dimensions. This is your active lifestyle interest that you have. Uh, in our area, you can be Nordic skiing one moment. You can be on a hike another you can be on a raft trip on another day hike someplace. You can be picking mushrooms. Uh, you can be doing a Christmas bird count. Um, there is just so much to do in this area, and that's 
that's kind of the United States if I was going to generalize everything. And that's, that's us as an active lifestyle, as someone that is motivated to get moving. Well, Brian, what would be some of the other um, items that you could find in the store uh, with running, which helps uh, people to uh, stay in shape for these other activities? You have uh, a pretty broad range of uh, other items, I mean, ranging from apparel to uh, I saw one really nice uh, display of uh, was it Leatherman uh, multi-tools? Um, tell us a little bit about what some of the other things are that people can find when they come to the store. Well, if you're if you're coming into our store to get fitted for hiking boots, we're going to have what's been historically called the ten essentials. So we'll have packs, and we'll have compasses, and we'll have multi-tools, and we'll have uh, a product that can start a fire, keep you dry. Uh, food products that are dehydrated. You know, we have all the supplemental things that go and match up with each of the footwear. And, and back to that footwear, I mean, we specialize in road running, trail running, hiking, uh, and some multi-sport activities that, that are here in the gorge. Um, you, you could play lacrosse. You could be playing um, flag, uh, flag football or... Uh, uh, you know, any of a number of just you know, regular sports that we've grown up with as Americans. <clears throat> so, so, in, in, so well, I'm sorry, I was about to interject that in some sense, you have some items that might have you um, in the category of a um, all-American um, sports equipment, sporting goods, if you will, but but really, truly sort of the modern evolution uh, and, and suited to Hood River in that region. Is that right? That's, that's correct, yes. I mean, I, I mentioned our train here a little bit, the National Forest and the rivers. Uh, and yesterday afternoon, while we were out looking for uh, uh, another uh, home location, we actually went on a hike. And then we got done with a hike. We went and had something to eat. And when we got done eating, uh, we got back on a trail and went for a hike. Um, you know, after dinner. I mean, that, and that's that's the active lifestyle that we have here in the gorge. My wife and I sort of epitomize uh, that behavior. It's, it's a kind of a constant movement, if you want to call it that, uh, to enjoy the outdoors. Well, um, I can testify from having met you in just the last couple of weeks that both you and your uh, your wife Karen, who is uh, your business partner, um, fit the description of being. Uh, physically fit uh you you uh as you said you epitomize uh the active uh, lifestyle and you know i dare say looking for a home where you're off on a hike is a pretty idyllic image um were you uh looking on the oregon side i take it because for most people who are not familiar with hood river or the columbia river gorge you know, I was about to describe it, but I'm going to have you describe it, Brian. How would you describe the Columbia River Gorge, and how would you describe the the the, the beautiful little town of Hood River? Well, the Columbia, where, where I live, inside the Columbia River Gorge, it's actually, uh, in, in 1986, was designated in the National Scenic Area. So we have 70 miles of, of um, somewhat protected land use uh, conditions here. Uh, there's three different designations. 
that uh, will, will protect the, the visual and cultural aspects of this 70-mile corridor. And it, it, it's roughly maybe 10 miles wide on either side as it moves that 70 miles. Uh, we're, we're east of, where Hood River is located, we're east of Portland about 60 minutes. Uh, I can be on a plane at uh, Portland Airport in, in a little over 60 minutes. So we have all the conveniences of a metropolitan area where we live in a rural uh, lifestyle. Hood River, uh, which is, you know, was, was initiated uh, at the turn of the last century with timber production and, and, and mills and uh, a rapidly growing agricultural base. It's one of our largest employers uh, in Hood River County. Uh, we're one of the largest Anju Pear production areas in the world and so we have a you know we have a tremendous agriculture and fruit bearing location here which really enhances the quality of life you should be here at the springtime when the when the blossom fest takes off or in a week we'll have the harvest festival and and everybody kind of gathers together and brings their best fruit and uh, uh you know visitors from all over the northwest arrive into the hood river gorge into the, the columbia river gorge and hood river specific uh you know to enjoy the fruit and fruit comes in all forms these days. It used to be, you know, you can just whole fruit and then it's processed fruit. Well, now we have uh, uh, breweries and distilleries and, and uh, wineries uh, that are all enjoying the agricultural agrarian base that we have here in Hood River. Um, of course, Internet has, has contributed to the local economy by allowing people with uh, you know, terrific uh, intellectual backgrounds to be able to live here and work anywhere in the world, and that has, has increased the economy as well, and influenced the schools, has influenced the, the policy making in the area. Um, you know, increased the, the quality of life living in this this corridor. So, well, I'd, <clears throat> I'd like to chime up and say, Oregon's a wonderful place to live. If you're inside the National Scenic Area, um, either state, Washington, Oregon, are both tremendous places to live. You know, there's uh, often some controversy about what has been termed, uh, you know, nationally protected uh, uh, regions. Uh, but I have to say that the uh, area uh, on either side of the Columbia River Gorge and certainly around Mount Hood, you know, those are areas that are absolutely uh, worth protecting. And uh, not to belabor uh, a, a description uh, of the region, but... You did happen to locate a business in um, a paradise-like region, so um, I, I want to go on to say that uh, uh, for anyone who has uh, thought about traveling out west and, and maybe uh, as an alternative to uh, Northern California, Southern California, or even Seattle, uh, Oregon uh, will be a real treat, and uh, recently I uh, did a, a very nice loop that included uh, Hood River and the Columbia River Gorge, and I will say that I uh, did a little bit of homework, and one of the, the facts that was uh, revealed was that at one time, the Columbia River had a volumetric flow that was greater than all of the other rivers in North America combined. That's a staggering uh, concept. But you can tell that that gorge with deep sides on either side was carved over hundreds of thousands and millions of years, and so it, it, it makes sense that there was one huge volumetric flow and uh, it's it's yielded uh, a uh, a beautiful 
beautiful dramatic site for miles and miles and miles and there's waterfalls and the mountains uh, are green and there's uh, Mount Hood on one side and what's the what are some of the peaks that are visible on the north side Brian well I'm actually looking out my window at Mount Adams on the north side <clears throat> it's one thing about living in the gorge uh, you pretty much have a view no matter where you're standing you'll have these two volcanoes that are oh they're about 80 miles apart uh, but they feel like they're in your living room when you're when you're when you're looking at them. Um, you know, I'll go back go back a little bit to your historical content. The the there was an ice dam in in Montana. It was called the Missoula Ice uh, um, Ice Dam, and and over a few million years it had broken loose. I think it was three times, and that water volume is what breached uh, the Cascade Mountain Range and carved out the Columbia River Gorge. That's uh, the genesis of where we live right uh the the uh, uh, columbia river uh drew water from uh snowfall and the uh, water runoff from uh the rocky mountains and not just uh from the cascades um so it's 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 quite dramatic geography and uh that brings us back to this notion that uh you and your wife karen uh, it epitomize uh, uh, an active lifestyle uh, couple, and we're going to be taking a break here in just a bit. But when you come, when when we come back, uh, I want to uh, talk a little bit about what went into the selection uh, of the location. You know, for a lot of people, and we'll be talking about um, the early concept for short supply your active lifestyle store but there are a couple of major components for people thinking about a retail business it's like what will that business be and where will that business go we're going to be taking a break brian but when we come back we'll have you talk about those two aspects of uh, short supply we're here with brian short owner of short supply located in mount hood oregon we'll be back with brian right after this break obamacare is failing We all know that, but you need to know why and what you can do to get us back on the right track. Visit us at ObamacareWatch.org. This is Grace Marie Turner of the Galen Institute. Join us at ObamacareWatch.org. Affordable health insurance was the promise of Obamacare, but for many, the government mandate caused more problems than it solved. This is Dr. Elena George from Medicine on Call, and I want to tell you about a truly affordable alternative allowed under Obamacare, Liberty HealthShare. Liberty HealthShare bypasses doctor and hospital panels, giving you the freedom to choose, and with a maximum of $500 out-of-pocket per person and 100% coverage up to $1 million per year per occurrence, you can rest assured knowing you and your family are protected. Coverage starts as low as $107 per month and also includes dental, vision, pharmacy, and holistic care. Liberty HealthShare puts you back in charge of your health. Visit them online at libertyoncall.org. Again, for a true affordable alternative to Obamacare, visit libertyoncall.org or call toll-free 1-800-714-6993 today. Whether cruising the Strip at a 57 Chevy or taking the family on a vacation in a 71 Oldsmobile Vista Cruiser, you need to tune in to Classic Cars with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber every Saturday from 8 to 9 a.m. on AmericasWebRadio.com. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. 
Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Business Hour. We're talking with Brian Short of Short Supply, an active lifestyle store located in Hood River, Oregon, and we've been talking about uh, what active lifestyle means in the context of the region where Hood River is located which is a beautiful setting where you can be hiking or engaged in water sports. Uh, Brian's store helps to uh, facilitate fitness, if you will, um, by offering this very broad range of uh, quality running shoes that they perfectly fit to your feet so that you can, in turn, be fit enough to play um uh, which is something that uh, Brian and I had talked about previously. You know, he, he's really a store uh, that uh, is designed to help people recreate and, and actually play. Um, you can utilize some of the equipment in the store to perform work, but it's really a store designed to support recreation. And before the break, we talked about uh, having Brian address uh, a little bit about uh, how he came to conceive of uh, the concept for short supply. And and then secondarily, or it may have been the other way around, locating in Hood River and deciding what kind of uh, a void uh, you might fill. But take us back, Brian, to those very earliest stages um, which could have been years before you you began the process, but when did you start thinking you might want to be an entrepreneur, and that might have been uh, along a different career path, but then tell us how that desire to be an entrepreneur uh, turned into uh, a retail concept well, I had been working for um, for eleven years for a public agency and uh, not, not a typical public agency, really. It was a port, so I had the benefit of working in a lot of business environments, airports and shipyards and ship terminals and um, industrial properties. And and um, I think I just reached a time in my life where I was honestly tired working for other people and uh, you know was willing to kind of throw my coins in the air and, and with my wife has is, is got the energy of... This, she never stops. She's like the uh, energizer bunny. And, and we had arrived in Hood River uh, under a consulting contract, and we um, basically did our due diligence on all the streets. We went in and out of all the shops to see what business activities each one represented, and, and we sat down on a, with a piece of paper and just simply looked at <clears throat> the narrative, narrative that was staring back at us. And it was quite obvious that um, a... Uh, uh, fitness-related, wellness-related, uh, active lifestyle-related type business uh, was missing, particularly the core part of it, which is, you know, how do you help people stay fit while they're enjoying an active lifestyle? And from that is when we started to build uh, the store. And, and we we, um, we found a small space, 
that was well located on a corner, so we had good visibility. And um, uh, you know, the, the creative side or the the environmental sustainability side of us, we, we located a, uh, a business that had had closed, and uh, we got access to their fixtures, which is you know at the, the front end of a of a retail business is, is an expensive component and managed to get our hands on those and brought those into the store and that actually began a series of stages of upgrading the, the appearance of our store with what amounted to two duty free shops that were closing at, at Portland Airport and then we found a store, a department store that closed and so we accessed more fixtures to the point of upgrading our appearance one more time and then uh, we had been in business for a number of years, and we were looking for a larger location. And uh, 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 one of the Adidas stores was closing in Portland, and so we made the inquiry and, and obtained the fixtures that were uh, associated with a 4,000-square-foot store and moved that into kind of the final location where we met. Um, and, I, and I can't say enough about how beneficial that idea that just simply came onto our radar screen has been for us uh, in, in maintaining uh, um, the lowest debt possibility that we can and focusing on acquiring the best product lines that we can. So the fixtures give the presentation and the product certainly sells itself uh, if you make right choices. Um, yeah, so I, the, the, I have the distinct impression, Brian, that you are just a very uh, good shopper and, and a very resourceful person that in fact both you and Karen uh, probably think in resourceful uh, mindsets uh, and that that served you very well it, it has you know I know that at some point in this this conversation with Duran you know that the question is going to come up on, on how do husband and wives get along in a business environment and as long as, as we recognize each other's strengths and kind of stay out of that way offer offer uh, offer uh, counsel or, you know, be willing to, to share a fair argument, um, you know, the two of us work wonderfully well in our, our, our business. Um, I know there's times when we're both a little bit on the tired side because of, of the demands that are associated with running your own business, but uh, my wife's uh, contribution has, has been invaluable since day one. I mean, it's just, we've, I have thoroughly enjoyed working with my partner in life uh, to build a store, and, and it's kind of a a statement of who we are and and where we'd like to go. So uh, that's the second component. And of course, the third one is is having enough financial resources to sustain yourself for that first three years. You know, while you're getting off the ground, it, it's there's a lot of groveling going on while you're building a business and trying to get your community to recognize you. Well, let's let's talk about that for for a little bit. Uh, and uh, I, I I will interject just before we 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 begin that conversation about. Uh, Fitting into the community and uh, doing it uh, both as a uh, altruistic contribution to the community that really comes back to you in the form of of goodwill, uh, so that it's good community relations. But uh, you you mentioned Karen. I want to give a tip of the hat to your partner Karen, whom I met, and I I think I said to you that she seemed like a, a really a good energy person, and I wondered whether or not she was uh, like that all the time, or whether or not the energy between the two of you seemed to be as positive all the time and uh, whether or not it had this, the ups and downs that all relationships have. And I, I suppose uh, it, it, it does, but what you just outlined, you know, that ability to have uh, 
um, fair arguments, uh, the ability to give each other space, the uh, the willingness to seek each other's counsel. Uh, those would all seem to be good uh, components of a healthy relationship, whether it's a working professional relationship or or just a social relationship. So you, you, you've happened upon some uh, good basic principles for uh, maintaining a, uh, a healthy relationship, which is which is ancillary on one hand to talking about uh, business operations, but it's absolutely critical when you have a partner uh, that uh, is a spouse and, uh, and, 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 you know, it can either work uh, very well or not so well. And it seems to be working very well in your case. Um, let's, let's, let's move on to um, talking about um, how you decided to, to work with uh, the community of, of Hood River uh, Probably with a dual purpose in mind, one that you just felt like it was uh, good to be connected to the community, and uh, two, you knew that uh, that goodwill could be leveraged uh, as as community relations that turns into really uh, good marketing. Well, it is. I mean, it, it's it's uh, the to me the definition of success of reaching success in a, in a rural area like ours where the population is about 7,000 people or thereabouts. Uh, if you take in the full county, it's about 20,000. But uh, you, you want to have your community members look at your store as their store. That This is, um, this is something that uh, uh, this is a business enterprise that's a part of their community. And this is, what we, this is who we support. Um, and you, and it takes time. That isn't something that's just gifted to you. You need to work at that, um, and then you need to work on it all the time. It, to me, it's as it's, it's important as the selection of product that you bring in is the role that you play inside your community. Um, it, it's uh, and on so many levels. I mean, there's times when well, we have a, a store policy that uh, no kid uh, won't get to the field of play because they can't afford a pair of shoes. This isn't going to happen. We will figure out a way to make it happen. Um, there are special needs in communities. Uh, there's a women's shelters here. Um, there's a, a lot of, of um, uh, low income. Um, there are certainly areas where you know kids reach an achievable standard and they need a little bit of extra help. And and that's where this store will step up. I mean, we had a recent occasion where uh, we measured a. a, a a young man who was a terrific athlete, and he was wearing a size ten and a half football shoe, but he was a size twelve foot, and and um, you know we knew that there was some financial challenges there, so the store went out and bought two pairs of football shoes for him. But it doesn't end there. Uh, the next thing we want to do is stay in touch with this young man and use our relationships in the community to find uh, ways to help him get introductions to colleges. I mean, this is. This is a young man in a rural area that, in my opinion, could be a tremendous athlete. He just needs to be found, um, and that's kind of the case in in rural areas. Uh, big urban centers, uh, media usually has a tendency to find uh, those kids and and parlay them up into the sports page. Well, in rural areas, um, 
you've got to get more creative than that. Uh, you can't just sit back and wait for the big urban papers to find you. you you've got to help them. Well, and that's where, that's where your community steps up and participates. You know, you have organizations around the country, you know, uh, that work with kids on wish fulfillment. And in some sense, you know, it, it, it can seem like a tiny gesture, but... Uh, uh, if everyone thinks back to those times, uh, whether you came from a family with uh, considerable means or little means, and you got that pair of new sneakers, each time you got that pair of new sneakers, it felt so good. It it made you feel like uh, you could conquer the world in your new uh, tennies, I think is what we termed them. And uh, a pair of shoes can make all the difference uh, in the life uh, of a child who uh, might have a tremendous potential, in this case, to, to be a really uh, uh, successful athlete. So uh, hats off to you in that regard. And I want to have you tell us a little bit about um, your uh, sports photo uh, gallery uh, project. Uh, we're going to be taking a break, and when we come back, um, Brian, you can tell us a little bit about that, because I thought that was a, a pretty neat project. We're here with Brian Short of Short Supply out in Hood River, Oregon. We've been talking about the store, the concept behind the store, the operation of the store, and we'll be back with Brian right after this break. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. Watchdog is a term given an organization like the United States Justice Foundation, which since 1979 has been watching out and, when necessary, taking the appropriate action from testifying to litigating to protect our constitutional rights. USJF, a nonprofit organization, is nationally recognized not only as a watchdog, but many in the government, as well as those involved in legal cases, have also called the USJF a bulldog for the tenacious approach in their presentation and proof of what is right. Find out more at www.usjf.net. Support USJF as they support you. Don't be hoodwinked by the left who wants you to believe the fairy tale that we can power America on butterflies, rainbows, and pixie dust. I'm Marita Noon. Get the truth about energy on my show, America's Voice for Energy, only on America's Web Radio. When four members of Congress all die within four months, each of their deaths appears to be from natural causes. But when mysterious messages begin to appear in the form of quotations from long-dead revolutionary heroes, one reporter sets out to prove the existence of a serial killer. His search discovers dark secrets and an assassin shielded by people who need the very services that only he can provide. The Sun Silas Rising, a novel by Doug Dahlgren. On Kindle or paperback through Amazon.com. You're listening to America's Webradio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Business Hour. I'm Ron Camacho, your host, and we're here with Brian Short of Short Supply, an active lifestyles retail store in Hood River, Oregon, and we've been talking about what went into the early concept uh, for the store, how the store is serving the community of Hood River, how the store is committed to helping people find uh, the best fit, um, regardless of what it is, but particularly if it's a pair of 
running shoes that will help you to get fit so that you can play at many of the other sports that are popular in the uh, Columbia River Gorge area. And before the break, Brian was telling us about a program that um, ensures that no kid will miss the playing field um, because they don't have a pair of shoes to play in. And I wanted Brian to touch on a couple of other uh, projects. Uh, I mentioned the sports photo gallery, but also, uh, Brian, you could tell us about the pie contest. So this is this this is this effort to to integrate um, your your business into the community. And, and you mentioned the, the photos. Uh, we we, we uh, essentially taught ourselves how to handle prosumer or near professional level cameras to take pictures at sporting events and then we would go around the community and get sponsors so we would get real estate firms and, and uh, the paint store and the banks and, uh, and other business enterprise to underwrite the cost of having these photos blown up into 18 by 24 and it was like little mini sports illustrated photos and they would we created sports photo hallways and, and four of the high schools in our service area. The other element, of course, was that we have a large fruit-producing uh, region that we live in, and I don't know anybody who doesn't like apple pie. And uh, well, one year we put a pie contest together, best recipe, and it was small. There was uh, 10 pies that were entered and, and 12 judges. And the second year, um, I looked at Karen and I said, I know how to kick this thing off. I said, if we do one pie, one winner, $1,000, let's see what happens. And that contest uh, grew to uh, 165 entries, four or 500 people would show up, three different categories, each winning $1,000 occurred, and all the proceeds uh, from the sale of pie slices, the stores, uh, Safeway, and Rosars donated the ice cream all the proceeds went to the, the women's shelter uh, that's here in, in Hood River. And uh, so it became a fundraiser, a goodwill project, and uh, something that everybody enjoyed. And, of course, for two weeks prior to the contest, the, the domestic uh, kitchens were, were well underway uh, cooking multiple pies to try to find the best recipes. So I know we were making families happy all the way through the valley here uh, for, about, for about 10 days, as I mentioned. Um, and then, of course, then we go right into the season. I mean, this is the harvest festival for us. And the harvest takes place, and, and uh, you know, fruit is our underwriting. So we connected to the community in a very strong way. And, and uh, what do you think, Ron, was on the front page of the newspaper after the pie contest? Well, all the winners. And, of course, um, our store short supply was, was always featured prominently in there because it was something that we put together and we had 40 judges and if you're smart about your judges you know you've got the, the city and the police department and the fire department and uh school district and uh we had ups drivers i mean we, we we had fun with our judges we had fun with the pie contest and and uh, we had fun with the winners and the community was the beneficiary of, of uh, a goodwill gesture how clever was that to um, put together a <laughs> broad range of uh, of judges? I mean, 40 judges is more judges than I've heard for a, a pie contest, but that was brilliant on your part. Um, and, I, and, you know, my, my guess is that um, there wasn't a bad pie. 
that that all no. ten pies were great. You know, well, it, you know, when you have three generations of of, uh, of uh, farming families here, you know, there's a grandma or a great grandma, you know, uh, Annie's pie recipe that 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 that's thought very highly of, and that was what was showing up, and it, it was. Uh, I was always hoping that uh, uh, you know one of the one of the big baking companies or uh, Sunset Magazine uh, would show up to cover this thing because it it was really the best of the best pies. And my wife accused me of of doing it simply because I like to eat pie. Who doesn't like to eat pie? I mean, it was, yeah, yeah, it was a big time indulgence. And, for sure. and who cares if that was your uh, rationale for creating the pie eating contest? Uh, it was uh, a, a good a good rationale. Uh, now, did you do it just once, Brian? Uh, we did it for six years. Oh, okay. I I am surprised that Sunset Magazine or or a similar publication. I, I think it was only a matter of time. It maybe uh, would have been the seventh or eighth time that you did it that uh, someone. Um, would have uh, picked up on it. Maybe Portland Magazine, something regional, but something uh, national. They're always looking to cover uh, uh, food festivals around the country, regional uh, competitions that uh, are pie competition-like, and and that one would have been a really good one because we're talking about a region that has some of the best apples uh, on either side of the Columbia River, um, but some of the best apples, if not the best apples in the United States. Uh, so some of those uh, third-generation uh, grandma recipes would have yielded some incredible pie. Well, um, if you've never had a pear pie, I, I had a, a woman showed up after the second year and said, well, how come you don't have a, a pear competition? And I said, well, I've never had a pear pie. And the next day, this pear pie showed up in our store, and oh my, I, I it was unbelievable. It was I, I've never had a pie uh, so good. I mean, it was it just got right in there with the apple best apple pies. I've never had a pear pie. And then the third category was open baked fruit dessert. The only the only criteria that we placed in front of everybody was that you had to use fruit grown in the gorge. You know what a great uh, qualifier to have, and also, I've never had uh, pear pie. I could only imagine uh, it would be uh, exquisite. Uh, you know, for lack of a better term, exquisite. Because uh, during this last uh, recent trip, just a couple of weeks ago, um, we were traveling around. Uh, in a big loop that uh, you know took us to the Columbia River Gorge and and started off in Portland and went over to the coast uh, from Cannon Beach down to Newport, over into the Mid Willamette Valley, then across the Cascades to Bend, and then back to uh, to Portland. And all along the way, we would try to find the farmers markets, and at the farmers markets is where you can find some really fine uh, edibles uh, produced from local uh produce and uh, we we encountered some incredible uh, food at the farmers markets and then to add to that we would ask around uh, i did a little homework in advance and found some of the best restaurants and breweries and wineries uh and, but also wanted to have it verified that in fact uh uh, the little Solera brewery uh, there at the base of Mount Hood between Hood River and Mount Hood uh, was the source of some really good uh, uh, brew, and it was. Or that uh, 
the <laughs> at the other end of the spectrum, uh, a little slicker would be uh, at the um, inn in Dundee uh, that had the restaurant Jory, uh, you know, a, a four or five star restaurant, you know, James Beard award winning chef, but also using local uh, produce. And, you know, everything was not overdone and overly shishi. There were some basic uses of uh, local produce like pears. And so the food and the food consciousness in Oregon is is really uh, extremely high. And so I think that you coming upon the pie uh, eating contest uh, or the pie competition, rather, not an eating contest, but uh, the pie competition was was uh, a simple, brilliant uh, uh, marketing and, and good community relations uh, uh, project that you uh, conceived of. Um, I want to turn back to talking a little bit about um, uh, your path. You know, one sub-theme uh, to the business hour has always been how any business professional got to where they are professionally. And in some cases, there might be a direct route. Um, listeners will remember that I asked uh, one attorney uh, how he came to uh, conceive of the idea uh, about becoming an attorney, and it started at age four in the living room watching the family TV uh, with his mother. And uh, this was Stan Lefko, one of our uh, local uh, Atlanta Metro attorneys. He he said, Mom, that's what I want to do. And she says, what, be, be an actor like Raymond Burr? They were watching Perry Mason. And he said, no, I want to be a lawyer. And, uh, and she said, really, like in the courtroom? And he goes, yes, I want to be a lawyer in the courtroom. Um, some 15 or 20 years later, uh, he was in law school and, uh, and now he's an attorney and been practicing for some 40 years. Most people don't take those kind of direct routes. Most people take more circuitous routes. Many people have tried a few different professions and a few people have been lucky enough to actually have some interesting jobs along the way. And when I first talked to you, um, a week and a half ago or so it, it sounded to me like you had done some really interesting things along the way so uh, tell us about a couple of those um in, including you were a commercial diver for a while well i spent a number of years uh, working for phillips petroleum in the north sea um you know there was a there was a uh, there's 20 of us in the world that used to do uh, pipeline repair uh, in dry atmosphere in 200 to 600 feet of water. Uh, that that unquestionably was an adventure. It was a, it's a, it's a single man's uh, employment category, I would say. Um, full of adventure, for sure. And I think it kind of set the pattern. You talked about your friend that, uh, you know, found Raymond Burr. Um, I, think, I think if you were to define my uh, my past, it would be um, someone who's focuses on solutions. You know, get into uh, situations that are that that need fixing. I guess would be a way to put it because that's what I've done for the last thirty five years. I I did that with Phillips Petroleum. I did that uh, working for two venture capital firms when they had a, a portfolio issue. Um, I did that really working for two public agencies. Uh, I had one that needed a, a, a land use opportunity, and um, through some 
political maneuvering. I was able to get a, an act of Congress that this is going to sound unusual, but uh, uh, to obtain 900,000 yards of dirt to fill a lowland area. Well, 900,000 yards—that's 90,000 ten-yard dump trucks. Um, so it's, it's a it's a high volume amount of material. And then did the grant funding uh, to put the infrastructure in and. Uh, nothing happens overnight, but 25 years later, there's well over a thousand jobs uh, that have resulted on that piece of property, which was the desired goal that was set up uh, when we when we embarked on that endeavor. Wow, uh, uh, I, I'm going to stop you right there, Brian, because we're going to have to take a break. But we can you can drill down, uh, no pun intended, uh, and tell us more about that uh, or the Phillips Petroleum uh, uh, commercial diver job, but also the distillery and a little bit about the venture capital uh, jobs. Right after this break, we're here with Brian Short of Short Supply. We'll be back with Brian right after this break. The disease of addiction is a life-altering challenge, not just for the person suffering its effects, but also for the family and friends who support and love the one caught in its grasp. What should be the course of treatment? Who is the best person to render treatment? And what is the best place to go for the care that is needed? We know that you want answers to these and many more questions. Call 770-696-9862 and speak to a representative of the Atlanta Healing Center. They can tailor a program specifically designed to address the needs of the person suffering with an addiction or give you guidance as to where that help may be found. Information is the key, and the trained staff at EHC is here to assist. If you wish, you can also get more information on the website located at www.AtlantaHealingCenter.com. Did you miss the show that you really wanted to hear? All of our programs are available for download on AmericasWebRadio.com and on iTunes. You can listen to your favorite programs on AmericasWebRadio.com anytime you like. With all the back and forth in today's politics, it seems as though the Constitution gets lost in the mix. If you want to brush up on your Constitution, then join Michael Conley every Wednesday from 4 to 5 p.m. for the show Our Constitution on AmericasWebRadio.com. It's that time of year again. If you suffer from itchy eyes, sneezing, a constant runny nose, sinus headaches, or an increase in asthma symptoms, and you're tired of using allergy medicine, maybe it's time to stop putting a Band-Aid on the problem. Peachtree ENT Center believes in treating the problem instead of masking the symptom. We are pleased to offer an innovative alternative that can free you from this routine. Sublingual immunotherapy is a safe, easy, and effective way to treat allergies to food and environmental allergens for you and your family. Imagine placing drops under your tongue to treat allergies. No shots, no office visits with time off from work, and freedom from needing daily allergy medication. Just think, next year, you can actually enjoy being outdoors. About an hour of your time is all it takes to change the quality of your life. Remember, Peachtree ENT Center is where patient care counts. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening. Welcome back to the Business Hour. We're here with Brian Short of Short Supply, an active lifestyles retail store in Hood River, Oregon, and we've been talking about what went into the concept behind the store, the operation of the store, and now we're talking about Brian's 
uh, background because I think a central theme uh, that is woven through the chronology of jobs that Brian has had is resourcefulness. And he's applied it to uh, the store. And I'm wondering, Brian, what, how would you characterize what you did in rebuilding the distillery that you uh, once uh, worked on and in uh, working in the field of venture capital? How would you, how would you characterize resourcefulness in, in, in the context of those two uh, jobs? Well, I've never been in a position where I've had endless sums of money. So starting from that... Um, and trying to optimize what resources you do have. Um, but I, you develop a skill over time, and you begin to look at things differently. Uh, it's kind of like the, the book that was printed that was called Drawing from the Right Side of the Brain. You know, instead of laying the analytic side, always trying to source answers, sometimes it's the, the creative side uh, that will find you the solutions to, to challenges or questions that you have. And that was, uh, that was certainly true uh, in the distillery that I helped rebuild, um, contractor had been let go and, and uh, the venture firm I worked for was looking for someone that would be interested in taking it over and it just happened to be close to one of my favorite fly fishing rivers so um, we volunteered to go and um, uh, it's exactly what took place we, we got in and they had overbuilt certain aspects of what should be a fairly simple process and uh, I had a I had a, a gentleman who joined me that was aged and, and wise and uh, would would observe things in the simplest forms, and I would routinely find myself dropping to the knees and, and realizing that uh, this complexity that had been built by the previous contractor simply needed to be eliminated, and, and instead of uh, pushing product through uh, thousands of feet of, of pipe, that we could use high temperature quick disconnect hoses and uh, a couple of pumps and just simply put them on dollies and move them around and that simplicity of of action is really a a guiding principle I think Uh, sometimes we get overly complex and we get lost in our thoughts when actually it's the easiest decision that's standing in front of you that you should be making to, to, to solve problems and and move forward and you know sometimes um that source of uh knowledge uh, it's an actual savvy on the part of uh, folks who have been around the block uh, once or twice is is what makes the difference is surround yourself with folks who uh, have uh, a knowledge base built over a number of years and 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 I want to turn for a moment to some of your people uh, working in the store one person in particular that you mentioned mark uh, who at age 63, I believe you said, uh, recently ran a hundred mile, um, race. Uh, if, if, yeah, if that isn't, he's, a, he's an amazing guy, I have to admit, you know. If that isn't ever a, 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 the epitome of somebody who understands an active lifestyle, I'm not sure I, what is. Oh, he lives, the, he lives the perfect lifestyle. Absolutely. He's an amazing, he's, he's, uh, uh, we should all be setting our standards based on, on Mark's uh, uh, weekly r- regimen that he goes through because he, he enjoys every week. That's uh, truly uh, amazing and telling him that he's my hero. Uh, uh, I'm a, a guy who has been pretty athletic most of his life, and in fact, when we were d- discussing 
your store being a store that helps to facilitate fitness so that people can engage in other sports, uh, I think I shared with you that I I try to run just enough um, so that I can not embarrass myself on the tennis court. I, I, I play on a team that has some former college players, and you know they're pretty good. And, and in order to hold my own, particularly in a long third set, you know I better not run out of gas. And uh, uh, so um, I work out just enough so that I can, uh, you know, play hard for the duration uh, of that match. And uh, and so I could relate to the to the store and what you're trying to do in terms of helping people remain fit. And one of the things that that I also want to touch on is we were talking about uh, customer feedback and how customer feedback is so important to so many different businesses. And because you help people find shoes that are comfortable and will work perfectly in a given uh, for a given activity, uh, you mentioned to me people coming off of the Pacific Crest Trail, which co- crosses the Columbia River and the Columbia River Gorge just down the road, 17 miles at the Bridge of the Gods. And for people who may not be familiar with the Bridge of the Gods, you might have seen the movie um, that uh, was about a walk on the Pacific uh, Crest tra- uh, Trail uh, where the Bridge of the Gods was, was uh, to be crossed. And you get folks coming off the trail over to your store. Uh, they have no problem getting picked up as a hitchhiker. And uh, those folks probably give you some extremely valuable feedback, and then you in turn help them get fit into a, a, a great pair of uh Hiking boots. It, it's a uh, uh, when you've traveled twenty one hundred miles from Mexico to Cascade Locks, where the Bridge of the Gods is, in the, the movie you're referencing, uh, was, it was called was it Wild? I think it was. Called it was Wild. called Wild. You're right with Reese, yeah. Reese Witherspoon. Right, and um, so when you've traveled twenty one hundred miles, uh, we're seventeen miles away. These people are very effective at making that seventeen miles, uh, and the gorge residents recognize these people and 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 kind of hold them in awe and respect so when they show up in our store we we do the best we can to fit them they're a little different than most because they're traveling 25 to as much as 40 miles a day so they have different uh, expectations out of their footwear and, and and we respect that and uh when we get done doing what we can for them we ask them about their equipment and what they have and as i mentioned earlier after you've traveled 2,100 miles on a trail, you don't have a lot of things that are not working in your pack. And, and from that information that we, get, that we get from them, that is how we do our buying for the following year. We put that into motion um, because it's tried and true. I mean, we can have as much local hiking as you possibly can uh, to try to get the merits. Uh, you know, We do that with our employees in particular. Um, I have three very active kids, uh, I can't hardly tell them kids anymore, they're in their 30s, that are the one lives in Wyoming, one lives here in Oregon, and one in Wyoming, so they, they're in three very different environments, and they test product for us, and that's kind of a rule of thumb for us, is that we test most everything that comes into the store so that we can stand in front of a customer, whether you're a PCT true hiker, or just a casual weekend hiker, and give you a definition and a, and a of, of the, the quality and the durability of the product and stand up to its price and say, if this is a little more expensive, this is why you're paying more. Um, well, it's actually, we touched, we touched a little bit on Mark. It, it's an experiment in the store as well. Um, the, the majority of the employees of our store 
are 60 and above. Well, that's a lot of wisdom. You know, that's a lot of backcountry. That's a lot of, of life experience. And we pass that on to customers that are coming through the door. So we have we have benefits going both ways. The people that come through our door that, that are like the PCT through hikers, uh, as well as our employees that, that work for us, um, that have tremendous backgrounds. Well, uh, Brian, we reached that uh, point where we're uh, uh, about out of time. And, you know, in the promo for the show, we uh, talked about uh, how if you marry passion, uh, one's passion with uh, business ownership, that, that it's a winning formula and that um, a lot of people weren't lucky enough to be able to do that. But you have managed to marry your outdoor lifestyle uh, passion or passions, plural, with owning a business that, that helps to facilitate other people's uh, active lifestyles. So my hat's off to you and to Karen uh, and to Mark. <laughs> and the rest of your team for uh, creating the kind of store that uh, allows uh, folks to recreate, to play uh, in in into the waning uh, years. Um, so uh, congratulations for successfully achieving that balance. And thank you for being a guest on the Business Hour, Brian. Well, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Enjoyed the time. Well, I hope you did, and I hope our listener did did as well. We've been talking with Brian Short of Short Supply, located in Hood River, Oregon. We're on from 10 to 11 a.m. on Fridays, the business hour on America's Web Radio. Have a great weekend. We'll see you on the Internet and on the radio next week. You're listening to AmericasWebRadio.com, the pioneer and leader in chat radio. Thank you for listening.